Hello, and welcome to the Antioch Fort Worth weekly podcast. At Antioch, our desire is to cultivate a passion for Jesus and his purposes on the earth. To connect with us in community, partner with us through giving, or visit on a Sunday morning, please visit AntiochFortWorth.com. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon from lead pastor, Jamie Miller. Hey, everybody. It's so good to see smiling faces in this room, and uh Trying to, I've been a little bit emotional this morning. Uh, fair enough to say. Um, had a couple people ask me how I was doing and <laughs> get all teary, you know. So just trying to be real right there at the start. I, uh, there's a lot going on in the world. Um, things that people know, don't know. Um, personally, you know, some, some loss and some people in the hospital and it's just been a, uh, and then there's everything else that's, going on that's visible that everybody does know about. And uh, uh, on Friday morning, I woke up. The, my first thought, it was kind of my, I was kind of dreamy, but I saw myself with a, a political sign going like this. I was at a rally or something, and I was going like this, and I was like, and I looked down at the sign. I was, I was curious, who was, who was I voting for, you know? And it, and it had a political slogan written right across it. Micah's going, what are you doing? And had a political, it had a political slogan written right across it. It said, love one another. And I was like, oh yeah, Jesus, he, he's my king. And, and I'm a part of his government. And this is our main political platform agenda. Love one another. <laughs> I was like, can we do that right now? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. There's so much happening in the world with the elections, pandemic, justice, jobs, church, and Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is King. And, you know, we've been saying it for 28 years here, and we're going to keep saying it. And these tough times that we go through, whether you're grieving or whether you're rejoicing, Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. All righty. So open your Bibles. You're like, okay, yeah, we talked about that. Um, John 3.16. My prediction at the beginning of this series was that hopefully you would not see this verse in the same way on the other side of this, this Nathan Initiative Midpoint series that we're calling Given. That's what Nathan means given in Hebrew. And so we have been saying we are given to God. It's a consecration word. We're given to God and given for others. And that the Lord is using that this whole initiative for us to keep developing our everyday mission to the city, every sphere, all of the different spheres that we touch out of this headquarters here at Antioch Fort Worth and every nation as we continue to raise up from within, train and send people to go to the this nation, but also to the nations of the earth. So that's what we, that's who we are. That's what we want to be about. So John 3.16, here we go. This is just a, a launching point. I've got several more scriptures we're going to be talking about. But for this, this one, you've seen it on posters, but let's go a little deeper here. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And now we've talked about the Lord loving us. We've talked about the Lord giving, uh, giving his generosity, his life, his love, all being generous to us through this verse. I want to hit the eternal life part just, just for a moment here, because when he says eternal life, this is not just like it goes on forever and ever, which it does, but it's not just about duration. 
It's not just about duration. It's about sharing in the shared love and communion of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That is a Trinitarian statement for the Father loved us so much that He gave His Son so that we could, by believing and trusting in Him, share in that shared love between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Man, it's beautiful. This is a core, core message for us as a church. Christ and the church and the glory of God. This whole community thing is not like a passing, oh yeah, we kind of need to go to church or something. It's, we believe this is God's plan A for humanity. That, and Jesus is always going to be building his church. It looks a little different right now, but let's lean into this time. Let's be creative in the way that we experience and express community. I want to thank uh, Julie Bullock for coming down from Tulsa. Hey, Julie. And uh, last week, and she just did a great job. I encourage you guys, if you've not listened to that message, listen. She talked about generosity given. And one of the passages that she mentioned was Second, uh, Second Corinthians 8, verse 5. And I want to read this again. It says, and they exceeded our expectations. She's talking about the Macedonians. And specifically, we're going to see that she was talking about the Philippians. And we're going to read some from Philippians right after this. But they gave themselves first to the Lord and then, and then by the will of God to uh, also to us. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a, a framing kind of verse for us as, as Antioch Fort Worth. We want to be people that are given first to the Lord in consecration, but then also to others. We want to be generous with our time, resources, with our lives. We want to be like Jesus. That's Jesus. He goes on in the next couple of verses there. For though he was rich, verse 9. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. It's being like God to be a giver. To, to, to share in that life and love and to be generous out of the overflow of that life and love. That's That's our God. That's who he is. So, but... The point here that I, I wanted to springboard into, turn now to Philippians. Philippians, I want to just give you a few facts about the Philippians. We're going to read the famous passage in chapter 2 of, a, of Philippians, verses 1 through 11 in just a moment. But a couple things about the Philippians. One, they were radical in generosity. They were radically generous people. And, and that's like, we're talking about them 2,000 years later because they were radically generous people. So, so that's what Paul's talking about. He, he uses them as a role model in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. The whole grace cycle thing where God gives and then we give. It's the dance of the graces. Don't do that. Right. Okay. So, and it's the dance of the graces is, is, uh, is, uh, come on, help, uh, is, uh, charis is eucharista that's what that's when it goes back charisma so it, it's charis charisma is when it flows the gift flows through us and then eucharista is what re, is is returned to god thanksgiving and praise and that is this cycle kind of an upward helix you guys know i'm i, I like upward helixes and uh but that's the way it, it works he pours it out and then it gets poured back in praise and thanksgiving to god as we share. So they are radically generous. In fact, part of the reason Philippians, if you read the end of the letter, the last big part, chunk of the last chapter is a big thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for partnering in ministry. And, and even that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, 
It's, it's not just a verse for a one-off. It's actually in the middle of generosity being encouraged. Yes, God's going to take care of us. And we're going to be okay in plenty and in want, but he's going to take care of us. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Thank you for your generosity. That's it, you know? So they're generous. The second piece is they are struggling with unity. I did the dance and I'm a little out of breath. Y'all pray. It wasn't much of a dance. Can't imagine really like going for it these days. We dance a little bit. <clears throat> Maybe not that energetically. <sighs> so um, I'm going to do a jig. I will do a jig tonight in the worship night. We're having a worship night, 530 to 630. Here, we definitely need to do some dancing. Move some chairs out of the way and do some dancing. Okay, back to the notes. I got, I got, I got a long way to go. All right, so so struggling, they were struggling with unity. One of the reasons Paul's writing Philippians is because he wants them to get along. He's like, hey, I, I'm praying for you guys. Be, live a life worthy of the gospel. Get along with each other. Stop grumbling and complaining. Yet work out what God's put in you. And so this encouragement that I'm going to read in just a minute is all in the middle of Paul saying, hey guys, get along. Tell you Odia and Syntyche to agree with each other. I love, I love those ladies. We're their fellow, you know, we're partners in the gospel together, but, but everybody needs to get along. So get along with each other. And part of that getting along, we're going to find out is having the same mind, having the same mind, the mindset of Jesus Christ. And then the final thing is about the Philippians, there's more, but the final thing I want to point out is that they're under extreme pressure. Anybody relate? They are under extreme pressure. If you remember how the church got started, Paul meets Lydia. He leads her to the Lord. Then they're walking around in the city and this demonized girl is coming behind him going, these men are from God and they're telling you the way to be saved. And they do that for a couple of days. These men are from God and they're telling you the way to be saved. Paul finally just goes, in the name of Jesus, stop that. And the demon leaves her and the people that were kind of pimping her for money, trafficking her for money, got mad and they got those guys, Paul, Paul and Barnabas, thrown in jail. Paul and Barnabas, like all of us, it's midnight. Your feet are in shackles. They're praising God, giving worship and praise to God. An earthquake happens. The chains fall off. The Philippian jailer's about to kill himself. And then at that moment, what do I do, guys, to be saved? And he gets saved. His whole family gets saved and baptized right there on the spot that night. Now, that is like... Basically, that's how you start a church. That's, you want to get a new church going? That's how you do it. But, but 101, church planning 101. But the point is, they were living in a tumultuous time where they were being persecuted physically for their faith. And there were riots. That's, the riot led to them getting thrown in jail. So there's a lot of stuff uh, happening there and pressure. Can anybody, again, relate to, to pressure right now? Man, I can. We were talking about this in a meeting the other day, one of our staff meetings, and, and uh, uh, somebody said a phrase. What was the phrase? Uh, somebody said something, and then somebody else goes, that's the worst. <laughs> and I didn't know there was a Tim Hawkins video called, that's the worst. And I'm not going to go into all the detail, but basically it's like his daughter got 
got, she got dropped off at the mall, but her friends weren't there. And, and she'd have to wait 10 minutes before she could go shopping. And her mom, her mom turns around, his wife turns around and goes, oh, honey, that's the worst. And Tim's sitting there going, I just don't, I don't. I, no. And what about the Chilean miners that were trapped underneath the ground for like 30 days? And isn't that the worst? Just trying to get us to lighten up a bit. It's it's been some hard times. Makes play the blues, man. Lord help us. Helps me to smile. Open your Bibles. Open your Bibles. Philippians chapter two, verses one through eleven. So. In the midst of this pressure-packed fight for unity, all the things that are happening, their radical generosity, Paul says this word to encourage them. Chapter 2, let's just pick up in verse 1. We're going to get to the the part that describes Jesus, the famous hymn. Therefore, verse 1, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Okay, and let's stand up for this part about Jesus. Even at home, just stand up if you would. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross." And therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And this is the word of God. And together we say, thanks be to God. Amen. You guys have a seat. Amen. Amen. So good. So you know, Paul is encouraging them about their community. And if I'm going to just put this in one little soundbite for us, it's the main thing is should be on the screen, is that God has given us his very own community so that we can share in that community with each other and then with the world around us. We're going to touch on that more next week, the world around us. But I, I do want to say there is a battle going on for this. There is a battle for the soul of the church right now, for, for, for the value of community. And there's no, none of us are going to be unaffected on the other side of this. It's, it's taking it deeper. It, it takes it deeper with me and Micah and the elders and just week after week, just trying to figure things out. What's it look like? What's it look like? What's it look like? But not, nobody really gets a pass on having to, what does this mean for my family? You know, I mean, what was novel eight months ago you know, sli- you know, sliding in with the house slippers on and the robe and, hey, hey kids, here's waffles, you know, or whatever. It, like, 
How do we impart the value? Jesus is going to keep on building his church. So how do we impart the value for community creatively in and through all of the challenges that we're facing this year? You know, it's still amazing. It's still November. You know, nine years ago when we started the COVID pandemic, (laughs) it's like, wow, you know, and kidding. That's a joke. I know it's eight months ago. And, uh, but it's just, it's crazy y'all. And there's so many different kinds of separation and isolation, so many different kinds of our own internal battles, our own sin, our own selfishness, anything come up, had a meltdown with Kim yesterday. Um, it's like, where'd that come from? I don't know. You know, it's like, why do people do road rage? It's not that, oh, you pulled too close to me, and therefore I need to you know, run you off the road or whatever. It's because there's other stuff going on in our hearts, and, and there's, there's, there's things that need to be dealt with and healed and made whole. And, and that, that goes to justice issues and race issues and morality issues, all the different kinds of things that we're dealing with right now. So how do we share in God's community in challenging times? Let me give you three things. Number one, be disciples of Jesus Christ. Be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Like, be a Christian. That's how you, it's going to pull you to community. If we'll do this, look to Jesus. And that's what Paul says. Hey, you're you're going through a hard time. You're going through some pressure. Have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. Now, that doesn't just mean think about him or believe some right things about him, but actually have his mind. So, so when we are not just, we have some thinks, uh, some thoughts about Jesus, that doesn't just unify us. But when we literally, because we share in his life together, actually have the same mind together, where we actually see each other. And when, when we're like that, when we have the same mindset as Jesus Christ, and a good example would be like, Kim needed me to leave or something for some reason. And she can, from across the room, she can go, and I'm like, okay, excuse me just a minute, because we've got the same mind. Or I can also miss her if I'm just shuffling around, doing, you know, whatever, and miss what she was trying to say. Even, even without words, we can say, we say things with our bodies, with physical expression. We want to have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. And let me just throw out a couple things here. Love, we want to have his love for our brothers and sisters. Think about it. There's brothers and sisters all over the United States right now that need this word. I think we might even have some in Antioch, Fort Worth that need this word. We need to love each other. Remember that political sign? Love one another. It's the politics of Jesus, by the way. Like, can I just say to, yeah, I will. Um, like the kingdom of God, it's not make-believe. His government's not make-believe. It's real. And that's our first allegiance. We're citizens of heaven. Alleg- our, our allegiance is to Jesus Christ, who is our king. So love, humility. It says be humble like Jesus. That's the point there. I mean, if we, if Christians, if disciples exercised humility, love and humility, uh, next level, next level reign of God being expressed on the earth. Obedience. Obedient like Jesus, self-giving like Jesus, 
Okay, this is the way forward. And it's, it's not, it's, it, it sounds, it sounds, uh, you know, we planned, we planned to use this passage in a sermon planning time about two and a half months ago. We thought, yeah, this would be a good word for the Sunday after the election. It is a pretty good word, isn't it? Be like Jesus. Follow Jesus. Be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love, humility, obedience, self-giving. He's fully God, but he, he empties himself of his prerogative to exercise his godness and so that he lives as a man fully dependent on the Father. So he is prototype humanity for us in that he shows us what 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 our goal is. Well, nobody can do it perfect, but to speak the Father's words, to demonstrate the Father's actions, to live not out of himself, but out of the life of another. That's what we're called to do. So that, that that's the path that God wants to live obedient all the way to the cross. And there is a cross for everybody. It, like that's actually being a disciple of Jesus. Paul, Paul says it in chapter 3, I want to know Christ in the fellowship of sharing in His sufferings. And in that process, somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. It's beautiful. And, you know, what matters is what we do when the pressure is really on. And I wish I could just say, you know, man, it's just been one victory after another for me. But we talked about this a couple of, like testimonies aren't testimonies. They don't go like, man, it was great. And then in the middle part, it was great. And then at the end, it was great. There's usually like, you know, part of your story's got some ups and downs in it. And it's places where you thought, golly, why, why am I so emotional? Why am I a mess? Why am I not trusting the Lord more here in this spot right now? It's some of my own. So be disciples following Jesus all the way to the cross and community, no matter what happens with us or what our meetings look like, it's going to be strengthened as we are following Jesus in this way together, right? The love, the humility, the obedience, the, that self-giving, other-centered, cross-like agape. This is the goal. It's following Jesus. And I try to be clear about this, but your destiny, Christian, is to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. You know, and you look more like Jesus than when I first met you. I love it, you know, and, but it's going to be more and more and more, right? And so uh, I read this quote this past week from George MacDonald, uh, old guy from the 1800s. And uh, he says, he finished this paragraph on justice and he said, to be the disciple of Christ is the end of being. And to persuade men to be his disciples is the end of teaching. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, you know, get to know him, keep walking with him. Don't stop. Let's keep going. Let's walk in the way of the cross. And praise God, every knee's gonna bow, every tongue's gonna confess that Jesus Christ, you are the Lord to the glory of God the Father. The second piece, so be disciples. The second piece is be generous. I want to be like the Philippians who were generous in giving. So they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. And that's being like Jesus. For though he was rich, yet for your sakes, our sakes, we're going to be talking about the incarnation in a couple of weeks, Advent. You know, he, emptied, he, he, he 
rich beyond our ability to comprehend and steps into our humanity. It's that's the way God. And I, can I just just on this too, like this isn't just something God did so that he could affect salvation for us. D- Jesus isn't just a tool in the hand of the Father. Like, this is the way God actually is. When you read this stuff, it's not like he did this and it was something kind of out of his nature. No, this is the way God actually is. He actually is humble and gentle and, and, and generous. That's the way, that's the way God is. That's his glory to see it. And we, we need to see this. And, one of the things we could not have foreseen was that what would happen with the Nathan initiative before before COVID. We didn't we didn't know COVID was coming, but the Lord led us to do the Nathan initiative, given to God, given for others, and and unbelievable generosity was expressed by this little church. I mean, it, it, it's amazing. And what we didn't know was how our hearts were going to be drawn together so powerfully because your heart follows where your treasure goes. God was going to powerfully draw our hearts together even when we were going to be scattered in ways that we couldn't even comprehend because of this COVID. Does that make sense? So God's used our generosity to keep our hearts together even when we're separated and don't see each other as much as we used to. It just, it, it, it really is it's a higher view of the church. And I, want, I, I encourage you guys, if you're struggling, if there's ever been some wounds or hurts or pains but that have happened in your life because of the church, then stretch out in generosity. I know that sounds almost counterintuitive, but stretch out in self-sacrifice. And you'll find that your heart follows right back into, because Jesus is building his church. We can get upset with it. We can say it's not doing what it ought to be doing. But Jesus is building his church. And he always will be. It's his body. It's his bride. He's preparing us. And in the preparation, not just the end, but it's the means by which we get there. It's community. It's this community that he's given us. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I've had people ask me, how have you stayed going all these years? Certainly, you've had to face some hurts and hard times. Yes. But early on, we've talked about this. We decided to be all in, generous, and practice generosity and live below our means so that we could be generous on all occasions. And so that has kept our hearts in and loving the church and the people, you know, through this whole, whole big journey. So, uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, I, let me just say, first of all, the generosity happens. It happens in the Nathan Initiative. That's one kind of formal way we're doing that right now. But it happens in all kinds of informal ways. Um, I, there's just crazy stories. Uh, I was part of one where we did a drive-by and a delivery of this. Somebody had a, a massive need. And and people from all different parts of the church got together and did a drive-by and delivered this check to help meet their need. And it was power. There was joy and honking. It wasn't a bummer. Like, it's not a bummer. There's joy. Right? It, 
It was joy. I mean, we're high-fiving in the car. There's joy in that kind of generosity. I heard just this past week about a, a section of life groups that kind of came together, pulled resources in order, like six, $7,000, and helped five families that were, they just distributed the money to each as they had need. Sounds kind of like Book of Acts. You know, and so that kind of generosity is full. And there's all kinds of things like that. Uh, mobile birthday parties for little kids coming by. And I don't know how you do that, but I mean, what a bummer. You can't get together and have the cake and do the deal. And, 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 but you, but, but they figured, figured out how to do it. That creative generosity. So in the last piece here is be creative in community. Like we need, uh, the, the creativity being expressed in community, for community right now. Um, I, I'm communicating, each one of these things are value level deals. We value discipleship. It's a culture at Antioch. We value generosity. It's our culture here. We value community. And so we want to be creative in finding ways to express that when we can't all be together, you know, fire marshal issues in this room, which we would I didn't say that part, um, <laughs> but too many people in the room, which was awesome. Just blowing the roof off presence of God. Um, so, you know, everything, and I, I know you guys, everything is nuanced right now because of COVID. It's just, we've got people quarantining. We've got different people have been sick. And so it's not just a, Hey, go do it. Everybody's got to follow the Lord. And we need to love each other by taking care of each other. We have to do the, you know, the mass thing and social distancing and, and all of that. But um, everyone is affected during this time. I guess here's what I'm trying to get back to is how do we impart the value to our children for loving the church? And it's, I can't answer that for everybody. We're working through, we're always working through that from the church leadership standpoint. But I want to just say, you know, fam families, how do we get, how do we get this value into our kids in a crazy time of pandemic? And so we're continuing to just take steps, try to be as careful as we possibly can. I was watching Emily sing. We were outside last week and, uh, uh, on the, in the parking lot, my daughter and, uh, it's the first time she'd led worship in two years because she's got these two little beautiful twins. And uh, first time she led in, in two years, and I was watching her, and she's just in tears up there. And I'm watching her made me want to worship. And I texted Aaron and Emily last Sunday afternoon and said, man, yeah, that was awesome, you guys. Way to go. And Emily just fires right back. She said, Dad, I love Jesus, and I love the church. And Amen. Turn it up, you know, and that's what we want. So I'm just I, I want to almost like a dad, just encourage your own creativity in community, life groups, outdoor things, things that we can do and be safe with each other. But let's let's stir it up. Let, let's stir it up. Now, like now we need to lean in if we haven't been leaning in. I was leaving this past Wednesday and man, there was, there were people coming it's right at the end of the, you know, where ADS happens, you know, on Mondays and 
But on Wednesday night, I was like, man, what all is going on up here? And it turns out the youth were meeting in here. The college were having this big Thanksgiving dinner on tables outside. It just, it looked, it was just beautiful. And then the young adults were all, they were over there in the, the venue worshiping. Aaron had a deal set up in the round and they were just, they were worshiping. And I mean, there's a whole lot more people here on a Wednesday night than on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I mean, maybe even the parking lot. I mean, it was, a, it was, but it was done in creative ways where it could be done and us not all have to be in one same space together. And I just praise God. Life groups are doing that kind of stuff. We want to encourage that kind of creativity, outdoor stuff. We're getting into jacket weather, but, but it's doable. You know, it really is. A, 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 it's doable a lot of the time. And there's other creative ways. Uh, one of the stories that I heard come out of the college uh, in, uh, fr- from the testimonies last Wednesday night was one of our seniors stood up and said, you know, I found Life Group last year. I got connected with Life Group for the first time last year. And he said, that first night I went home and I called my mom and I said, this is what I've been looking for my whole college experience. And it's helping me to see my purpose in life. And that's, that was just, that's just a testimony out there. They're sharing, was it turkey? What'd y'all? Chicken. Well, they said Thanksgiving. They could have just a general Thanksgiving, not like the, yeah, traditional chicken. Okay. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Well, we're getting close to the end here. So be disciples, be generous. What's the third thing? Be creative in our community. God's given us his community and he wants us to express that community with each other. Now, we are in the Nathan Initiative, and so I want to just share a, just a, a video testimony with you here, and then I've got a couple just more quick encouragement about next week, our Commitment Sunday in the parking lot. Y'all check this out from Christian and Jen Landbauer. We're the Landbauers, and we're giving for God. And giving. <laughs> that did so good. See, this is what people do. It's like it So I'm Christian Landbauer, and this is Jen Landbauer, and uh, we live in Alito, Texas. We've been living there since technically around February of 2018, so we've just been here for going on three years, if I do the math right. And uh, we have four kids. Our oldest is eight years old. We have twin six-year-olds and then a four-year-old. Through Christian's health journey, um, he had not been able to work, and So in March of 2019 was the last month that we received any income. I was scared. Um, I mean, we had already been through so much and it was like, okay, God, and now you're asking more. It was not easy, but we really believed that God was calling us to step in faith, unbelievable faith in God as our provider. He really encouraged us to do that. And so even though we were not receiving any income, we gave as if we were still receiving that same income. You ask yourself, do you really believe that God is your provider, your Jehovah Jireh? We all talk about it, but do you really believe? And so I think that was the challenge for us from the Lord. We acted in faith. He, he put it before us and let us make the decision, I believe. 
we all have our free will. And we said, you know, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So we chose to put our trust in Him, knowing that despite the situation and the impossibility that was in front of us, um, that we would continue to give as if we had not lost anything. Because in the reality of God's kingdom, we had not lost a single penny. The blessing was we now know a side of God that we never experienced before. And if we hadn't been in the position that we were in, we may never have seen that. Through the Nathan Initiative, um, God has taught us so much. He really has been Jehovah Jireh. As we look toward how, this is, how, how to finish strong and how to finish out, I would encourage everyone to do a couple things. One is to receive and ask for revelation from the Lord on how He wants them to continue to respond. I'd ask the Lord for the gift of grace to trust Him more. I would say to ask God to help you reject fear and worry and anxiety. I would just encourage you to keep going. Don't give up. He will provide. I just am excited for what God is going to do at Antioch through the kids, through us, through the Nathan Initiative. And we're excited to be a part of it. Yep. We're excited to be here. As a mom and a dad, we know now what it is to love your children and want to take care of them. And so we believe that that's God's heart for us. The, one of the parts that excites me is the mystery. I love the adventure with God. When we get into a position where we need Him to come through for us, we need Him to break through, we have one place to look. It's only you, Jesus. It's only you to do these things. So Lord, if this is going to happen, it's going to be by your strength, by your power, by your will. And that excites me. I love to see God move. We're, We're the, the Land, Land Bowers, Bowers, and we are given to God. And given for others. Boom. Boom. Isn't that fun? Amen. Thankful for you guys and just the powerful, the, the power of testimony uh, is at work in our hearts. And that's how, how we overcome the enemy of our souls, the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony and loving not our souls unto death. Praise the Lord. Well, next Sunday is going to be our commitment Sunday for the Nathan Midpoint, uh, Nathan Initiative, the Midpoint. And, and we're doing this uh, partly because two years is a long time and because we have people that are new to the church and we want to also encourage the ones to... So there, there's kind of three main areas for doing this commitment card. And we're going to do it like we did last time where we will have some different boxes around the parking lot. And it's, I think it's going to be great weather. My phone says... Good, great weather. So, you know, uh, and you can go as distanced as you want to. You know, you could do like people 20 yards from you. Like, no, just stay far away from me. Or you can come in a little closer to, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a great environment out there. We're kind of figuring out the parking lot thing. So there's, there's three responses. One is the new commitment. And for people that are new to the church or for whatever reason didn't jump in with us on the first piece of this, there's the finishing strong. That's for those of us who, who've, who've made that commitment, but want to, maybe it's challenging during this time, want to keep going and finish strong. And then there's others of us who want to do an increase, like Lord led us to do something last year, and He's leading us to do something more uh, again this year. And that's me and Kim, and want to encourage everybody to 
pray about that as well. So that's going to be happening next Sunday. Commitment Sunday is going to be a blowout. We're going to finish this Nathan series. We're going to do the commitment pieces. This is our last Sunday in the, somebody asked, are we talking about the building more? Well, we're talking about the building because we're actually doing it. We didn't know we were going to be doing it and we are doing it. And so that is, that's happening. This tonight's our last worship night here. And then we'll be doing our live stream from the venue over there. And I, man, I encourage everybody, if you haven't been to one of these, hey, y'all just make some noise real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're meeting in person every week. Just like we, we have been meeting in person and we are continuing to meet in person, but you got to sign up on these Sunday morning pieces and then the parking lot is much more wide open and we'll keep doing those as weather allows us to do it even through the winter. So we'll figure it out. And just like everything else, color will be spinning on Monday. Decisions. Decisions. <laughs> That's our life, right? Amen. I, I just want to, just one final piece. What if... You know, the Lord gave us, you know, a goal of $7 million, but a primary goal of 100% engagement of everybody who considers Antioch Fort Worth their home. And I just want to say, what if every single person really was able to join in? Every single one. And I know there's people that have been connecting. I've seen, we see new faces every time we do a parking lot service. So I, I know there's people connecting out there. But what if every single person was in with us, was connected? And I just want to say, why not? It, it's those kinds of questions that started us dreaming about planting this church all those years ago. What if? What would it be like to raise our kids in this kind of environment? What would it be like to see the life of Jesus flow like this? And God's giving us an opportunity right now. We won't always have this kind of an opportunity to see this thing happen, but please pray. We're going to be praying. We're going to be praying. Everybody pray. What's, what's the Lord leading you to do? And our goal is to just be the best stewards we can possibly be and bring God glory. Jesus would rise up out of this place and fire would shoot to the nations of the earth to, to bring God glory because of what we're doing right here in this place that we would be a multi-ethnic epicenter, life-giving, multiplying, reproducing, Christ-manifesting, Father's love, receiving, Holy Spirit-empowered church. That's who we want to be. I love you guys. Y'all stand up. Yeah. um, Just a minute. Yeah, let's just, let's respond to the Lord here. Father, just help us. Just in any ways that the... Would you silence the accuser of the brethren? Would you silence our own hearts, our own sinfulness, our own selfishness? And Lord, would you give us all together the mind of Christ? That we would be like Jesus. That kind of love, that kind of humility, that kind of obedience. And Lord, that we would walk with you during this time. Lord, it's different things and different times. But Lord, one of the opportunities here is just a fresh consecration to the Lord, a fresh sense of givenness to you, that we would be uh, those who gave themselves first to the Lord and then to, to others. And so, Lord, would you do that all around the room, wherever somebody's watching the, the live stream right now, living rooms, dorms, apartments, 
Yeah, just we offer ourselves, Lord, in our brokenness. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you that there's mercy that's new for us today. We thank you that this morning has yet again brought us the word, the news of your unfailing love, your hesed for us, your steadfast love. So Lord, we want to be conduits of your life, of your love, of your eternal life and fellowship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We want to be uh, people that value deeply community. Give us grace to see, just to, to see ahead, to see the kind of life that we want to express, Lord, and to live into that right now because of Jesus, because of the power of the Holy Spirit, because of your great love, Father. And just meet us, Lord. And again, I just pray for just everyone's heart. Lord, I thank you, but I couldn't even have imagined how you've drawn our hearts together through this crazy time that we've been living in. May it be even more so. Lord, may we even connect the dots and see, Lord, just in our own faith right now, how you have kept our heart together with the brothers and sisters, even when we're not able to be together like we'd like or as frequently or the different things. But Lord, give us creativity in the moment. Give us the value and the culture to see this discipleship and generosity and community lived out in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord's blessing be upon you. May you be the most generous people, life-giving, kingdom-bringing people. And remember, political sign, love one another. Love one another. His kingdom is here. We're going to proclaim it day after day and week after week. Jesus Christ is Lord. Go in peace. Amen. Love y'all. And y'all.